Gopher fans, it's Phil Mackey here with a question for you business owners specifically. Have you ever had an insurance claim that left you feeling like you got sacked in the end zone? When something bad happens to the company you built with your blood, sweat, and tears, you don't want to be left sitting on the sidelines waiting to get back in the game. You want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Your local federated representative is ready to create a custom playbook of specialty insurance products and risk management strategies for you. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Welcome to another edition of a quarantine episode of the Score North Gopher Show. Thank you for finding us wherever it is that you find your podcasts whether that be Apple, Spotify, maybe you're listening on the free Score North mobile app or at scorenorth.com. Thank you so much for finding us. I would be Ross Brendel, shameless Twitter plug, at Brendel Ross on Twitter. Joining me via our friends, we'll call it the Google Hangout edition, maybe. Well, we already called it the quarantine edition. Whatever. I'm rambling. I'm good at that. James Murphy at Murph underscore MN on Twitter. Maybe, maybe don't plug my Twitter because my Twitter has uh, it's it's devolved into a completely different place uh, currently recently. I mean, follow me. I'd I'd love to I'd love to uh, to have the extra followers at Murph underscore MN. You just might not know what you're bargaining for with uh, with following me on Twitter. And we'll should we leave it there or should we should we, no, let's leave it. We'll leave it there. Hashtag political. Hashtag politics is done. We are here to talk Golden Gopher sports, specifically this <laughs> specifically this time around. We will talk Daniel Oturu. He has informed the masses, the first person to run with this yesterday. I believe it was an official Woj bomb. James Murphy was uh, Adrian Wojnarowski from. It was Woj. Is Woj is he is he one of us now or is he no longer one of us? I I can't even keep track of him. Is Why he, would he be one of us now? Well, is he ESPN or is he Yahoo? Who's he working for these days? Oh, he's ESPN. Yeah, he's ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad that I that I don't even it, know he's that. Not- to be fair, a little surprising because Woj doesn't dive too much into college. Like, obviously, it was an NBA decision, but if, if, if you were wondering, or like, if, I, if you asked me who would be the one to break this, I wouldn't have said Woj. I would not have said Woj would be the one to break this news, just because he doesn't usually get into into college athletics. He stays more in the NBA. Yeah, I kind of figured today's day and age, this would be something that Oturu would would break himself on Instagram mm-hmm. or maybe through one of the local scribes, including uh, Marcus Fuller. He has a piece at StarTribune.com that I read from earlier today. Uh, Murph, the highlights on what the Gophers will be missing this year, Daniel Oturu averaged 20.1 points, 11.3 rebounds and two and a half blocks per game this season. And I've struggled with this, and I'll tell you what I mean by struggled with this. It's twofold. I would never say, just like I said last year about Amir Coffey, I would never tell anybody not to chase their dream in the NBA. Our very own Darren Doogie Wolfson told me recently on a Score North Gophers show that one GM in the league, he even showed me the text, said that Daniel Oturu is a lottery pick. Okay, 
Yeah. If he is a guaranteed lottery pick, then he should go. In my yeah. opinion, if he winds up somewhere between 25 on back or into the second round, then this maybe was not the best decision, albeit if he's late in the first round, it's still a guaranteed contract. So time will tell on that. But the other part yeah. that I, the other part that I struggle with, and I say this with all due respect to Daniel Oturu and all due respect to Richard Pitino, if he averaged 20.1 points, 11.3 rebounds, and two and a half blocks per game this season, that is domination. And the Gophers didn't make the NCAA tournament. So, I know this sounds a little preposterous, and I'll take heat for this, if he couldn't get them to the NCAA tournament, what will they really be missing next year? I yeah, that's that's you know, I and we haven't really gone there yet, so that's an interesting place for you to take the conversation. I uh, and, and I know you had mentioned it on Twitter, I believe, when we first heard that Daniel Oturu would not be back with the Gophers um, next year. You brought it up of well. I mean, is this even is this even an NIT team next year? Because you take him off the team, I mean, what what are you striving for? Or not? Is this going to be like Richard's second year all over again, where you have a, a very limited roster? I mean, you do have you have players. I don't want to say they don't have players, but you're taking the by by far the best player off of a fringe NIT team. And without without knowing that you're going to be getting a really good recruiting class that's coming in, and we just don't know, you know, there's some guys that we like, but we don't know what those what they're going to look like once they get some once they get uh, uh, in the next year. So it, it's there's a real point to be made of what kind of team are we going to be looking at next year when you take. The overall possibly best player in the conference off of a mediocre basketball team. What's what does that look like next year? Well, I think if you're looking for hope, Murph, and we talked about this, I think in our last pod, I think we discussed this possibility that Daniel Oturu might not be back. And for clarification, he hasn't hired the agent yet. So until he hires the agent there's still a puncher's chance he could be back in a gopher uniform next year. But I don't think you nor I or really no, anybody. That happened with Amir Coffey last year, and he was even in less of a position compared to Daniel Oturu, where we, I think most people agree that he's fringe. Oturu is going to be a fringe lottery pick. That was not at all the thought for Amir Coffey. In fact, the thought almost was, well, he'd be lucky to get drafted in the second round, but odds are he's probably going to be an undrafted free agent, which is exactly what he's turned out to be. And good on Amir Coffey. Amir Coffey is actually playing minutes for the Los Angeles Clippers until they suspended the season. But Amir, or, uh, Daniel Oturu is a complete different situation than what we talked about with Amir Coffey last year. So... You, you say that it, it, you're, you're correct in the fact that because he, he hasn't hired the um, he hasn't uh, hired the agent yet there is a, still a chance that he could come back to school however there's even less of a chance and when uh, than, than last year when uh, Amir Coffey decided to go 
Okay, so the hope, Murph, I want to circle back to this. If this isn't a fringe NIT team next year, it's an actual NCAA tournament team, no matter what the seed is, whether it's anywhere from a a one seed to a 12 seed. Yeah. The hope to me would have to be that you get the version of Gabe Kelcher when he was a freshman or something better. Peyton yeah. Willis turns into a bit more of a player. He had some very good signs this year, but they'll need more from him. Enan is going to have to develop and mm-hmm. and almost take a Daniel O'Toole-like step forward. And and obviously they'll they'll have to be more than just those three things, but you're going to need the best version of Kelsey you've ever had. Enan's going to have to step forward. I think Peyton Willis is going to have to continue to develop. And, you know, our guy Jamal Mashburn Jr., when he shows up here, is probably going to have to be, I don't know if he is going to have to be as good as Daniel Oturu was as a freshman, but he's going to have to be pretty darn close and at least contribute 10 or so points a night. I mean, to me, that's the only way they're an NCAA tournament team next year. I know the roster could still be filled out with some grad transfers, so who knows where that will go. But as it currently sits right now, everybody's going to have to take a dramatic step forward. If not, we're going to be looking at a team that is probably at best NIT bound. And we've talked about this before. If Richard Pitino gets through his eighth year next year and they've been to two NCAA tournaments short of not having the money to buy him out. I'm just not sure that's acceptable. And I give Richard credit, whether he believes it or not, whether he wanted to tweet it or not, he had a very nice congratulatory tweet to Daniel Oturu. I'm not close enough to the program, nor do I know Richard Pitino at all to even know if he's happy for Daniel Oturu or if he's really upset. I saw some other people on Twitter speculate that they know he's not happy. But... What what's what's Richard supposed to say? If you want to get kids to come here and they go to the NBA, is he supposed yeah. to trash them on Twitter when they leave early? No, 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 no. It's a part of the process, and you know, it, losing a guy who's a, who's a you know a, a, after his sophomore season is a good, that's a good thing. I mean, it, it's not in terms of losing that guy and not having that production for the next year. But long term, I mean, that's nothing but a good thing for the University of Minnesota to have a, a player of the caliber of Daniel Oturu decide to go into the NBA. And again, he's not making this decision unless he knows full well that he's at least guaranteed to be a first round draft pick. I mean, he, he wouldn't leave if he ends up falling out of the first round. That, that you're, Like you said to, to start the podcast today, Ross. That wouldn't make any sense on his part. There'd be no reason for him to, to rush into being a second-round draft pick. So, with that being said, with the uh, assumption that he's going to be a mid to middle-high first-round pick in the NBA draft in 2020, that's nothing but good news for Richard Patino and good news for the University of Minnesota to have a player like that representing your, your, your university. We've talked about this, but do you remember, he will be drafted. I think it's still open open and anybody's guess where he will be drafted. The the funny thing about right now is we're still at the point where the NBA draft is so far away that you'll see Daniel Oturu's name pretty much all over the draft boards. You'll see people 
saying he's probably the 15th overall prospect. I've seen other th- other lists that have him somewhere between 30 and 40. So it'll be uh-huh. it'll be very interesting to see where that translates to and where he actually winds up. But do you do you remember I think we talked about this with you on a pod. Do you remember the last gopher basketball player to be drafted? Was it Chris Humphreys? I mean, that's just a guess. Nope, that is correct. Do you remember what year that was? 2000, I'm going to guess. It was like 2003 or 2004. 2004, so it's been 16 years. So if you're looking for things to help elevate the program, and if Richard Pitino's looking for things to put in his back pocket when he sits down with Mark Coyle, that is going to be one of them. Hey, I've put two players that are contributing in the NBA in back-to-back years. One got a nice rookie free agent contract and was contributing with his team before, as you mentioned, Murph, the season was suspended, and Daniel Oturu was drafted in the first round. Those are things that I think do help Richard Pitino, not just as far as what his job status is and what Mark Coyle thinks of him. I think that helps Richard Pitino when he's on the recruiting trail, whether that be for the University of Minnesota or even a different school down the road, that he can point to guys and say, hey, I was at the University of Minnesota and we put X amount of players in the NBA in back-to-back years. I think that's incredibly helpful to Richard Pitino, and I do need to circle back to, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention a part of the Gophers going forward, Murph. I'll give you a chance to respond to both things that I said. You can pick and choose what you want to respond to. It's a choose-your-own-adventure podcast. Uh, Marcus right. Marcus Carr is going to have to be instrumental I- in, in the Gophers uh, being a, a, a better team next year or an NCAA tournament qualifier. If they are, it's going to be because of the play of him. And it's Murph, it's probably going to have to be more controlled basketball from him. Yeah. And I, I was going to go there because I, uh, you, you had, uh, uh, I, I think you were good. We were going to get there, but Marcus Carr is now the leader of this basketball team. He's the best player they have. And he's, I mean, really, he's going to be the most experienced at this point too, along with some of the other returning, returning juniors. However, there's there's one name, and, and it'll be really interesting to see how next year goes. Eric Curry is still going to be on the roster next year. He's going to be a redshirt senior. He might. I don't know if he's going to get another because I feel like he's already gotten a medical year, uh, an additional medical um, redshirt. So I don't know if he's going to be a redshirt junior next year, or a redshirt senior, or if he even is still able to play at this point. He's he's missed a lot of time due to injury. But that is another piece that they haven't had this year that maybe helps out a guy like Isaiah Enan when he's going to be looked at along with uh, Jarvis Omersa. They're going to be, those are the guys next year because they're, they're the, they were, you know, they up and coming, especially to look at this group that are now going to be juniors, including Omersa, including, of course, uh, we talked about it. Gabe Kalsher is going to need to take uh, a step more in the direction of his freshman year. But along with Marcus Carr, who's going to be a junior as well, that, that's going to be a group together. They've grown. They lost that um, that centerpiece in Oturu. But there's no reason to think that these guys aren't going to keep growing. And that's the core of your team going forward. So it'll be interesting to see exactly how they perform uh, when we're looking at it uh, a year from now. So Murph, one thing I've seen a lot from friends of mine, and I think I even saw it from... I think bring me the news. I want to give them some credit for this. They may have done a live stream of a Gopher basketball Final Four game, or at least maybe one of the games from the 1997 tournament run that we all know did happen, even though the NCAA tells us that it didn't happen. 
Um, it got me to thinking, again, we talked before the pod, you would have been four when this happened, and I would have been 11 or 12. So I do remember watching pretty much every game with my dad and family friends in games that season and until they eventually lost in the final four, which also jaded me. I never liked Mike Bibby because of that. Never, ever, ever. Cheered against him every time I saw him. I was frustrated. Couldn't couldn't stand him. Not happy for what he did to go for basketball. But anyways, I, I digress. Do you just, <laughs> off the top of your head, Murph, do you... Have you seen highlights from the 97 run? Have you ever went back and watched a game? Obviously, you know some of the players. For you, do you have any thoughts? When I say 1997 go for men's basketball, what's the first thing that pops into your mind? I think I know what the answer is going to be, but I'd like to hear it just to see if I'm right or wrong. When I say, 90, first- when I say 97 go for men, what's the first thing you think of? Well, I mean, the first thing I think of is the fact that it's it's a vacated season. Like, that would be the first thing I think of. I don't know if that's the direction you, you were hoping I'd go with that. But, like, only because, and, and this to answer your, your original question, no, I haven't seen anything. I, I haven't ever bothered to go back and look because it is, it's something that it, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of, of, um, of the history of college basketball, it's something that, they look at it as not ever having actually happened. All those wins are vacated. If you go and look at, um, you know, the, the go for, for season that year, it's just it's just a bunch of losses, basically. That's all it is. So, no, I, I, I have never I've never been intrigued enough to actually go back and look at that. And maybe that's my perspective on it is I was so far removed, having been so young at the time and not being around that excitement that, because um, I'm sure it was for for a, especially a young fan like you, the the race to the to the final four and just going that far in the tournament. That's something I've never experienced before. The furthest I've experienced is into the into the round of 32, and that's only been a couple of times. So, yeah, I, I to answer your question, no, I haven't I haven't really done all the done any research into into that group, and no, I, I haven't I I haven't seen too much. Well, no, Murph, you answered that kind of exactly, not kind of exactly, exactly how I thought you would answer it. And and it makes sense because, again, you were so young. It's, to me, in my opinion, it really is a shame that a season that was so awesome and really my introduction and love into Gopher basketball, probably even Gopher sports, if you think about what followed. I think that introduced me to college athletics, again, being an 11-year-old at the time. And then I developed my, obviously, my love for go for football and go for hockey. To me, I understand that there was definitely a mess up and things were happening that shouldn't have been happening. But as we've come to learn since, the NCAA doesn't always grade fairly when they punish people. And I don't understand how North Carolina was able to do some of the things that they did and they get a slap on the wrist and the University of Minnesota has to take down literally every every banner within that time frame, which I believe was, oh, I think they were taken down. I'd have to go back and look exactly, but I think it was 93 through 98. It may have been shortly longer. Fun fact, Murph, the NIT didn't have a real champion in 97 or 98 because both were vacated. Yeah, 
The Michigan's was vacated, and then the Gophers won the NIT in 1998, and that was vacated. Well, what's interesting, too, so, I mean, other than seasons that were vacated, does that mean there really hasn't been a meaningful season of Gopher basketball in, like, 30 years? Is that true? Well, I guess it depends on what you find meaningful. Even though it felt like Tubby Smith was going to be fired when he won his NCAA tournament, I would say that was meaningful. When he went to a couple in a row and I think lost to Texas and Xavier in back-to-back years, that was meaningful because at least it felt like the Gophers were on a path to relevance. But, you know, if meaningful to you is Sweet 16 or deeper then, yeah, it's it's been a long time. Or even, like, how about finishing in, like, the top four of the, your conference? Have they even done that? In that? Probably not. Well, they didn't. Like, do, so... No, no. Unless, unless Richard Pitino's year where they were a five seed, they finished fourth, which I don't believe they did. I think, did they finish yeah, fifth in the like conference? That was probably pretty loaded that year because I don't recall them making any kind of did they play in, like, the semifinal of the Big Ten tournament? I, I honestly don't remember. But, um, yeah, I like, they other so other than those vacated years, unless you want to count your precious NIT title, I mean, I know you do. I do have a shirt. I know you do. But, I mean, the bar, except for that, you know, jo- half-kidding half joke, um, there hasn't been. A, uh, a meaningful season of gopher basketball when you remove those those years in the 90s. Yeah, and correction, Murph, uh, as we were talking, I kind of started to think about this in my head. The Gophers did finish fourth in the conference in 2016-2017. That was the year that they were a five seed and went on a very nice run. So Richard Pitino should definitely get some credit for that. But yeah, nothing, nothing in his run has been... Again, I would say that the games are probably meaningful, but if you're talking about, or excuse me, some of the runs, anytime you make the NCAA tournament, I would say that's a meaningful season. But if you're talking about a meaningful run, yeah, then there really hasn't been a legitimate one in our lifetimes, and I'll be 34 in October. And you use this comparison with football a lot, and and, and, and I, it's one of Phil's favorites to use. He, the, what he always says is there's no reason that golfer football can't be like uh, – now, we're never trying to do we're – never, we're never trying to compare ourselves to Ohio State or Michigan or even like Michigan State when they were really good. Because that's – I mean, you're, you just don't have the recruiting for that. You didn't have the facilities at the time. You, it just, it's not, a, it's, it's not a, a good comparison to make because it's not even one – like a Wisconsin can can make there, you know, they're not out trying to compare themselves to Ohio State. But what he, what Phil has always said, and what you've always said, what we've heard a lot is there's no reason we can't be like Iowa. We can't be like Wisconsin. We can't be like, I guess not anymore, but like Nebraska when they were good. There's no reason we can't be in that echelon of teams. And I say the same thing basketball wise. I mean. You look at some of the runs that even teams, I mean, of course, Wisconsin in their couple year runs in the NCAA tournament where they went to the final four and uh, and then the uh, the championship game that they lost in back to back years. You that was obviously fantastic for them. But why can't the Gophers be like Iowa who pops up every now and again? Why can't they be like, I mean, Indiana, again, they have recruiting, but they've kind of fallen back. Ohio State, why can't they be like these teams? where you have meaningful seasons every now and again. And I, that's, 
It's it's almost like football where you just I, I don't understand why that can never happen. Well, Murph, to this point, there are many things that religious leaders all across the world and scientists still can't explain. And that, to this point, is just going to have to remain one of them. Murph, in closing on the way out, I'm going to play a little game with you with the uh, Gophers 1997 roster. I'm going to give you four names. You're going to tell me which one off this first list is a longtime friend of mine and not a gopher player on the final four roster. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I have zero chance for this by the way, but we'll, we'll, we'll see how I do. Well, some of these names you'll know. So I think you'll have a chance. So again, I'm going to give you four names. You need to tell me the one that is a friend of mine, a longtime friend. Okay. okay? Gotcha. Bobby Jacobs, Bobby Jacobs. And I just combined two players. That'll help you out. Bobby Jackson, Sam Jacobson, Joe Barda, Eric Harris. Which one is a longtime friend of mine? The third one is a friend of yours. I think all the other three are players. The third one is a friend of mine. Nice job. Nice job. Yeah. I mean, now, now but did you cheat? Did you know Did you know his name from Twitter? Another player, I, would have, I would have had a tough choice. Okay, well, I got another one for you. Uh, which one is a longtime friend of mine? Okay. Which, okay. Four more names, three players, longtime friend of mine. You need to tell me which one. Which one is the longtime friend? Is it Trevor Winter, Zach Mady, Courtney James, or John Thomas? I know Courtney James is a player. That is the extent of my knowledge. Can you give me the other three names? I can't because I forgot the order I gave them to you. I believe I believe I gave them to you in this order. So <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> well, I know I know Courtney James okay. is a player. So you then that, you then had Zach Mady, John Thomas, and Trevor Winter. Your your friend is gonna be is uh Zach Mady. Wow, you went two for two. Nice wow, job. Yeah, I, that was a complete guess, though. The first one I had, I had pretty good. Like I, like I said, for the for the second grouping, I, the only one I knew was Courtney James. If that he was a player, but no, that was a that was a one in three odds. And I guess uh, I, I guess I should uh, I should go pick go out and pick some lottery numbers tonight, then, right? Yeah, why don't you do that? We're we're really up against the clock. We're going to end this pod, but here's your final one for 1000 fictitious points. Can you name okay. can you name the uh the woman who brought down the Gopher basketball team's final four run? No, I I can't. I you'll say it like I'm I'll vaguely remember it, but it, it's not something I would have I would know. Jan Gangelhoff. Okay. And she was what like was she a was she a teacher? Or was she like no, no, she was like a, uh, a student assistant or something, right? Yeah, I'd have to look up her exact title, but basically, she was writing papers for players and turning in papers right. for players that there was no way that they wrote. So, Murph, you know, when we're playing playing a made up game show, playing a made up game show where I'm bringing in friends of mine, we're out of time. Well, I mean, just know that you can be a game show host, Ross, even a made-up game show host, and become the president of this country one day. So you just keep that in mind, and and, and, uh, and, and we'll leave it there.
It is a beautiful country. That'll do it for this edition of the Score North Gophers show. That is James Murphy. I'm Ross Brendel. Do us a favor. Please give us a favorable review. Thanks for listening, whether it be via Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, or that free Score North mobile app.